Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Wednesday, a very busy Wednesday in Washington, consequential Wednesday all around, starting with the first ever public testimony by special counsel John Durham, and it was a doozy, starting with an extraordinary clash with several Democrats who tried to attack the integrity of John Durham. He said it clearly, the only people I care about my reputation are people that I care for and my Lord and Savior, obviously, referring to Jesus. Pretty powerful moment. There were some other pushbacks on people like Adam Schiff. A very, very dramatic day there. But the news wasn't the clashes. Those are sort of expected with the, the Democrats and the, and the stunts that they now pull during these oversight hearings. The news was John Durham emphatically confirmed that at least in the Russia collusion case, there was a dual system of justice. And he did it in the most powerful way you can imagine. I want to get to that in a second. But first, let me tell you what our show lineup is today. Congressman Eli Crane from Arizona, one of the rebel freshmen making a big difference in just a few short months in Congress. He's going to be here to talk about the debt deal censuring Adam Schiff, which advanced a little while ago, and so much more. We certainly don't want to miss that. And then in the second half of the show, it is AMAC Wednesday, the Association for Mature American Citizens. Our good friend Andy Mangione from AMAC Action, the arm of AMAC that goes out and does the grassroots victories, gets legislation at the state and at the federal level passed so that your country can be better. He's going to join us to bring us up to speed on so many big issues that AMAC has scored victories on in Congress the last few months. That's going to be a great show. Now, let's get back to first a story I broke this morning. Yes, the Hunter Biden plea deal came down. Yes, it certainly looks like a sweetheart deal by all accounts. Even liberal Democratic lawyers agree with that. But there is something that a lot of people aren't thinking about. I want to point it out today, and it's something Alan Dershowitz and I talked about in the last few hours, and that is that this deal, according to Hunter Biden's own lawyers, so basically it's Hunter Biden saying this, eliminates all the other criminal liability that Hunter Biden may or may not have accrued over the years with his overseas business deals and things he did in Washington. Why is that significant? Well, If someone like James Comer, Jim Jordan, or another House committee wanted to summons him to testify before Congress, he would not be able, most likely, to claim the Fifth Amendment, cite his Fifth Amendment rights against self-incrimination. Now, that is a pretty significant consequence. A lot of people aren't talking about it today, but I confirmed this with multiple lawyers, including 
the great Alan Dershowitz who uh, confirmed it uh, today. And so I think that is something that's not going to be there. But tomorrow, just how good a deal Hunter Biden got and the potential jeopardy Hunter Biden was really in is going to be exposed. And what do I mean by that? I mean that in the end of the day, the White House, or excuse me, the IRS whistleblower, Gary Shapley, is going to have his testimony unsealed by a vote of the House Ways and Means Committee, Chairman Jason Smith. He's going to do that. He's going to also release about 23 pages of documents that Shapley provided in his testimony. They may also release information from one of Shapley's subordinate criminal IRS investigators who validates his story. And I think there are going to be three blockbuster revelations. I want to give them to you first. It's up on a story that I just did on Just the News. You can also read the story. The story's got a fun headline if you're uh, so inclined to look at headlines. The story is that, yes, Hunter Biden gets spared from serious legal jeopardy in the plea deal he got. But his father's political peril, well, it's about to grow. And I'll describe why that is. First off, there is a subpoena out from House Ways and Means Chairman, excuse me, House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer, a frequent guest on this show. That subpoena seeks to compel testimony from Devin Archer, one of the closest business partners of Hunter Biden during all of the Ukraine, Russia, China deals, at least up into 2016. And Devin Archer is unique because he also had a very close relationship with Joe Biden. There are pictures with him and Hunter together. There are meetings at the White House that we know Devin Archer had. We believe Devin Archer was the man who helped Hunter Biden get the Burisma Holdings board meeting. All those are very important things. He has visibility into both Bidens to a great degree. Well, that subpoena is going to compel him to testify and turn over documents. And my reporting indicates that Devin Archer wants to testify. He has a story he wants to tell. He has documents that the Justice Department took from him that are now back in his possession that he wants to share with the committee. So that moment could occur in the next few weeks, could occur as early as two weeks from now. And that would put the president in greater peril. But something more sooner is going to happen. And that is tomorrow at 8 a.m. in the House Ways and Means Committee, Chairman Jason Smith is going to hold a vote to release the records of the IRS whistleblower. That's Gary Shapley. When that happens, the American people are going to, I believe, learn three explosive details. Now, you've heard them from me. If, and if you read the story with the headline on Just the News, plea deal spares under Biden's serious legal consequence, but exposes father to new political peril, you'll, you'll get this in, in a succinct format in writing. But there are three bombshells, we are told. Shapley has helped the committee learn while this information was sealed by tax privacy. The vote tomorrow will eliminate that tax privacy and the information can be made public for all. The first is the DOJ allowed the statute of limitations to expire on alleged tax crimes dating before 2017. That's the year that Hunter Biden admits that he evaded some taxes. These crimes involved hundreds of thousands of dollars of more in undeclared federal tax income and included some from foreign firms like Ukraine's Burisma Holdings, okay, dating to at least 2014, maybe even earlier. What does that mean? It means that the statute of limitations was allowed to expire, preventing Hunter Biden from facing more serious accountability, larger tax fines, larger tax penalties, larger potential felonies. Secondly, the IRS criminal investigation team was not told the FBI had exploited emails from Hunter Biden's laptop in season 2019 that showed that the presidential son was aware as late as 2017 that he did not had not paid taxes on at least $400,000 in income from Burisma from at least three years earlier. So one of the key pieces of evidence kept from the IRS team. The third thing is the IRS team was unaware that the FBI had a trusted confidential human source 
who began reporting in 2017 allegations that Joe Biden had engaged in a $10 million bribery scheme involving Ukraine and Burisma. That's the bombshell that James Comer recently put out there. So the IRS had all of their hands tied behind the back. The statute of limitations was eliminated from them on more serious offenses. They weren't given the FBI laptop emails. They weren't told about the FBI informant. That is an extraordinary set of revelations. We have confirmed those. The notice of the meeting has gone out. It's 8 a.m. tomorrow. We'll break that story again tomorrow. But that really is going to show that Hunter Biden got a sweetheart deal. And it was his father's Justice Department that enabled that to happen. And when that comes out, this moves from just not only being a corruption scandal that might involve bribery by our current president, and he should be given the benefit of the doubt, it also starts to create the cover-up, much like Watergate, the cover-up became the bigger crime than the burglary. Well, that is why that development today is so, so very important. Now, there have been a lot of other things. I told you that there was a great clash between John Durham and Adam Schiff during the John Durham testimony. Durham, by most accounts, got the better of it, really put Adam Schiff and his honesty in place. But Anna Paulina Luna, a freshman congresswoman from Florida, has been pressing to do other things, and that is to censure Adam Schiff. Last week, that failed. 20 of her Republican colleagues voted against that censure resolution. She made some adjustments to address the concerns that some of those lawmakers had. And today, a procedural vote was taken, and it cleared. Republicans approved allowing a vote on the floor of the House to censure, reprimand Adam Schiff. That is a big moment. Because Adam Schiff was the modern-day Joe McCarthy. He cried Russia collusion when there was no such evidence of that collusion. And, of course, that's why he clashed today with John Durham, because John Durham calls him out for specifically that reason. So the censure could happen today or tomorrow. Let's keep an eye on that. We'll have you covered at justthenews.com. The third thing I want to do is really go to John Durham testimony. It's very important to understand what he said and how he addressed a very clear dual system of justice. This isn't just a Republican talking paint. A career, a career federal prosecutor named John Durham said this today. He said that the FBI overlooked intelligence that Hillary Clinton had approved a plan to smear Donald Trump with Russia allegations and that the Justice Department and DOJ treated the two campaigns disparately during the 2016 election. He confirmed that the CIA had received intelligence about Clinton approving a plan to make Russia allegations against Trump as a means of distracting from her classified emails. So the CIA told the FBI, the CIA told the president, Barack Obama at the time, there was this intelligence that Hillary Clinton had approved this plan. Prosecutor said the FBI did not, quote, sufficiently scrutinize information it received and did not apply the same standards to allegations it received about the Clinton and Trump campaigns. Think about that for a second. Dual system. And here is his further admonition. The FBI was too willing to accept and use politically funded and uncorroborated opposition research, such as the Steele dossier. The FBI relied on the dossier and FISA applications, knowing there was a likely that there was likely material originating from a political campaign or political opponent. He said it's going to take time to rebuild the public's confidence in the institution of the FBI, given all of the abuses and failures it demonstrated in this Russia collusion case. Very, very powerful testimony. He also went on to say there were individuals who clearly expressed a personal bias against Trump while working on the case on behalf of the FBI. That also something he thought to be inappropriate in a justice system that's supposed to be blind to the name and politics and identity of the defendant. It should always be about the evidence of the crime. That is an extraordinary moment 
in the testimony that we should all take a look at. There were some other things. Matt Gates criticized him for not issuing a subpoena to Joseph Mifsud, a guy that allegedly may have been involved in some earlier shenanigans against Donald Trump. We don't know, but certainly his lawyer suggested that. But a very, very consequential and important day, just like there will be another consequential important day tomorrow with the unsealing of the IRS whistleblower in the Hunter Biden case. Those are two things. I want to get you a couple other news news out there. There is that only a few hours left to save the crew of that submersible vessel that went down to see the Titanic. Some famous VIPs are on it. The Coast Guard confirmed that there are pings coming from it, sounds that they think might be there. There's less than 20 hours as of this moment of oxygen left to survive, help that crew survive if they are still alive and the vessel is intact. Finally, an ex-CNN producer was sentenced to 19 and a half years after using a nine-year-old child in a sadomasochistic activity. Just think about that. How sickening is that? We have a lot of problems in the media. This is one we shouldn't have. A very sadistic, sad case of child abuse laid out by prosecutors today. That is something. I'll give you one other story to look at before we take the commercial break and go to Eli Crane, Congressman Eli Crane of Arizona. Seven months after the 2022 election, Many U.S. counties are just uncovering election day problems. And the tally Middlestat laid them out. A lot of them are procedural problems, but they once again show the American election system is not as secure or as perfect as some would like it to be portrayed as. A good reminder that these reports by counties come out, and we're watching them. There's not many other news organizations watching them, but we sure are. All right, we're going to take that quick commercial break. When we come back, Congressman Eli Crane, right after these commercial messages. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? 
It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick House Nutrition and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. At the top of the show, there was so much to talk about today. The raid in Montana, the fallout from the Biden plea deal, the House Ways and Means Committee vote tomorrow to release information from an IRS whistleblower. And of course, did Joe Biden really get a $10 million bribe? Our next guest, he can tackle all those and so much more. He is the freshman congressman from the great state of Arizona, one of our great friends of the show, Congressman Eli Crane. Congressman, great to have you back on the show. Thanks for having me, John. I appreciate it. We love having you so much to start with, but I want to go back to something that is a few days old now, but I think we're getting some clarity about how Congress in the post-debt deal era is going to try to deal with cutting spending. How do you feel about the debt deal and where they're headed with appropriations bills now? Any solace in the momentum to get some deeper cuts than what was in the debt deal? You know, I was pretty disappointed in the uh, debt deal. Um, You probably know I didn't vote for it. It was a, it was tough for me to even uh, you know vote for the limit save grow that passed uh, in the house um, just because I think it's way too much money I, I think uh, they did they didn't cap it which I think is extremely uh, dangerous especially with the leadership that we have right now um, and uh, also many of the woke and weaponized programs that we fought for in limit save grow like the Rains Act the college loan student loan bailouts um, you know, the IRS agent money, the 87,000 IRS agents money, you know, all those things that we fought for were pretty much, uh, stripped away. And so, um, you know, I'm, I wasn't too happy about it. And quite honestly, John, I think that, uh, some of my colleagues that, uh, you know, made, made the deal with Kevin McCarthy, I think many of them feel like they got, you know, they, they might've got played. So, um, I, I don't, I think that many of them are pretty unhappy about it. And I know that they were just trying to make a deal in good faith for the American people. But I I will tell you that, uh, you know, many of the older, more seasoned members of the Freedom Caucus told me and everybody in that group that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what deal you make, how great the deal is. um, uh, He's probably not going to honor it. So lesson learned for all of us, um, you know, that that we're in that fight and uh, the fight, you know, will continue up here on Capitol Hill. Well, that it will. And you are so principled. You have you always stick to your values and you apply them to every piece of legislation that comes through. There is a moment ahead with the appropriations bills to begin to at least start the process of figuring out how we're going to shrink this government. I know you have a lot of thoughts. You sit on some really important committees, Homeland Security, where we got a Mayorkas that doesn't seem to ever want to enforce the border. Education Department, a lot of people think that one is completely expendable in the long term, maybe send the money back to the states. What are you thinking are some potential opportunities in the authorization and appropriations bill for 2024 where Republicans can at least start a process of moving in the right direction? Yeah, I I think that there's 
you know, definitely an opportunity, but from what I'm, from what I see, I think we're going to see, um, you know, more of a shell game. And, uh, I, I think one of the things that came out of that whole speaker contest, speaker fight, whatever you want to call it with a very slim majority and even, you know, the Republican side of the aisle being, uh, polarized and that you have, you know, your, your house freedom caucus, your, your 20, 25, 30 people, whatever you have over there. And then you have your more Republicans, you know, it's uh, Kevin McCarthy and house leadership has to do a real tight rope balancing act. And it's not, it's not easy. I'll definitely give them that, but they have to please a lot of people. And so, um, I, I think often to make it work, uh, promises are made to this group, promises are made to that group. And then, you know, I, oftentimes when it's time to actually make a deal, a lot of people feel like they got, um, like they got duped or, or left behind. And so, when I look at when I look at um, the appropriations process, you know, one, I keep my expectations really low because I know that it has to go through over to the Senate. And so that's why, you know, that's why so many of us put so much of our effort into uh, the debt ceiling fight, because, you know, the, the in this town that, you know, the conventional wisdom and uh, is is hey we'll fix that tomorrow. We're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna fix that in the debt ceiling fight. But damn it, we'll fix it in appropriations. And then, you know, you get to appropriations and spending doesn't get cut. And then be, you know, and they'll have a bucket of excuses on why it's not going to get cut. But but hey, then we'll push it out to you know the the next chance the next chance we get at it. And that's why so many of us want to see these cuts and these changes now. And uh, that's why. You know, oftentimes you'll see, you know, members of the House Freedom Caucus, you know, make moves while we're being called, you know, terrorists by our own party uh, to try and make something happen. Whether we're right or wrong, we are trying to make something happen and we're trying to get it done now, not next year, not in 2026. We're trying to get it done now because we know we can't keep going at this uh, trajectory for much longer, John, before we completely lose control um, and this thing goes completely off the cliff. Yeah. And, you know, that cycle, we'll get it next time. We'll get it next time. We'll get it next. That's how we went from $7 trillion debt two decades ago to $32 trillion debt today. It's because it's the can has been kicked so many times. It's practically unrecognizable. That's why holding the line now seems so important. I want to turn to a couple of moments of accountability because there could be a couple of them in the next couple of days. Just a little while ago, the House voted to advance the censure resolution for a man who has misled the American public for quite some time, Congressman Adam Schiff. Do you feel confident the final censure vote might pass? I sure hope so, uh, John. You know, this was something that was pretty disappointing last week. But you know what? I'm actually really glad. I'm really glad that Anna Paulina had the courage to push forward and um, you know, bring that to the floor and make Republicans vote on it. You know, John, one of the one of the um, most frustrating things about this town is there's a lot of Republicans and Democrats in the uniparty alike who um, can basically go back to their districts and gaslight their constituents about you know what they what they're really about what they're what they're really willing to fight on because they're never they're never forced to take a tough vote. Well, last week you saw yeah, Republicans have to take a vote, and you know, 20 of them voted with Democrats, and they had their reasons. But I'm glad that the American people are getting to see, um, you know, uh, Republicans and Democrats have to actually take tough votes, and a lot of times that's led by 
you know, people that go outside of the un- umbrella of leadership and say, hey, I know you guys don't want me to drop this motion right now, but I'm going to do it anyway. Because, you know, like I said, this this idea up here that, you know, we can just keep kicking these cans down the road and sooner or later, Adam Schiff will be held accountable or sooner or later, you know, we'll impeach Secretary Mayorkas or sooner or later we'll get our fiscal house in order. It's nonsense. And everybody knows it's everybody knows outside of this little bubble up here that it's nonsense. And so I'm glad to see, you know, members of uh, the conference, you know, go figuring out ways to make Republicans take tough votes. And because of it, and the, then the pressure that got placed on those 20 people uh, last week, you saw a different outcome today on the House floor. Um, we actually, we actually were able to vote down the Democrats' uh, motion to table um, Anna Paulina's leadership on uh, censuring Adam Schiff, and so I hope it happens. And if it doesn't happen, John, I know you're going to report on it, and I know that the people that watch this show are going to call their congressman or their congresswoman and be like, "What are you doing? We want, we want accountability. We're tired of this two-tier justice system. We're tired." You know, people like Adam Schiff and Nancy Pelosi and others being able to basically do whatever they want, never be held accountable. Yeah, such a great point. Well, I think they're starting to see what accountability looks like. What message would it send if Adam Schiff is formally censured by the House? You know, I'm, I'm, what I hope is that what I hope is that it hurts him in his Senate race. I hope his opponents able to use that against him because I definitely don't want to see Adam Schiff get a promotion. Uh, and get that Senate seat. But I I hope it sends a message to Democrats and Republicans alike, um, you know, that, hey, you can't just you can't just make stuff up and say whatever you want and, and, you know, cost the American taxpayers 32, you know, million dollars going on this witch hunt, um, you know, to try and, you know, hang President Donald Trump, you know, and impeach him for something that, in, in my opinion, was a perfectly clean call. Um, and so uh, I'm hoping that it's a deterrent from, you know, future, you know, chairmen and members of the House with, you know, authority using those positions um, and weaponizing those positions against um, political opposition. Yeah, that's an important message. It really is. And that's going to be a moment everyone will be watching very closely. I want to get a couple more just in quickly. Your reaction to the Hunter Biden indictment and the search for the $10 million bribe that the FBI seems to have known about since 17, but never really gotten to two evidences of corruption and two what appears to be favorable treatments to Democrats. Yeah, I mean, it's it's awful. And speaking about the two-tier justice system, John, this is just one more really, you know, really gross example of it. I mean, uh, I I think it's like 94.2% of federal firearms convictions in 2022 involved at least some prison time with the medians being 39 months. What does Hunter Biden get? Slap on the wrist, nothing. And this is why the American people are so fed up with this town. They're so fed up with this country because, you know, justice is supposed to be blind and they know it. We also know if this were Don and Eric, you know, Trump and, and they, you know, were doing half of the stuff that um, uh, Hunter Biden was doing, it would be a completely different story. Both of them would probably be locked up, you know, for who, you know, maximum sentences. Um, and it's just it's just disgusting to me. Uh, but I'm hoping that, you know, we continue to uh, I'm hoping that we don't let it go with the little slap on the wrist that Hunter Biden 
um, just received because it's not fair, it's not right, and it once again it reinforces the reality that we do have a two-tier justice system. Man, that's why this. But last question: There was an extraordinary moment. Twenty armed IRS agents raided a gun store, seized the purchase records in Great Falls, Montana. Exactly the sort of thing Republicans feared when Joe Biden said he wanted to beef up the IRS, right? Yep, exactly. And that was one of the things that we had. You know, it's it's sad because it's one of the things that the Republican Party campaigned on was getting rid of the money for the IRS agents, which I will go back to something I talked about a second ago. We actually had that um, in the Limit, Save, Grow um, bill that we passed out of the House, getting rid of that money. But in the debt, you know, in the debt deal that was just made between Kevin McCarthy um, and Joe Biden and Hakeem Jeffries, um, that money, that money you know, is still with the, with the, uh, with the IRS. And that, to me, that's, that's awful. Um, and I think you're going to see more of the same. I mean, clear, clearly, John, the big picture is this government gets more bloated. It gets more overreaching. It becomes more totalitarian every single day. And sometimes, John, I don't know what to tell my colleagues on the Republican side of the aisle. At, at some point, you guys are going to have to join us and start hitting back. Because right now, John, only one side is throwing blows, is taking shots, and and that's that's one of the reasons the uh, we're headed in the trajectory that we're in. The days of country club Republicans just managing the decline of this country, you see where it's gotten us, and it's 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 nowhere good. And John, if you knew me on a personal level, one thing that you would know about me is that I would rather not be up here wearing a suit every day away from my family. But I'm up here because I'm tired of watching this stuff. And I thought, you know what, John, the problem up there, it's not that, you know, we don't have enough people that went to law school, or they, they don't have high enough IQs. It's that we don't have enough people up here, brother, that actually have moral courage and backbone, and who are willing to stand in the gap and say, no, you're not doing that anymore. We're not going to allow it anymore. And as a matter of fact, we're going to fight back. And we're going to we're going to take shots right back at you. And that's what, in my opinion, and maybe I'm wrong, John, but in my opinion, that's the only way out of this is if the Republican Party learns how to fight again. Thankfully, Donald Trump gave us a, you know, a little crash course on that. Clearly, I don't think it it landed um, and and we need to continue the fight. But, um, yeah, my diatribe is over. Well, one thing we know, you you also wore the uniform. You've shown your commitment to your country time and again. Now you're doing it in Congress the same way. We are grateful for that because you are there to make this country better than you are. There's no doubt about it. Sir, great honor to have you on. A busy finish to this week. A lot more history, I think, going to be made in the next few days. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. All right, folks, when we come back, we're going to have a great conversation with our good friends at AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Check it out. We'll be right back after these messages. Andy Mangione always has some great skinny about what is going on Capitol Hill that could perhaps make America a little bit better. We'll have that after these messages. Folks, Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved 
meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store, Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. You know what day it is. It's Wednesday, which means it's AMAC Wednesday, and a great opportunity to get up to speed with our good friends at the Association for Mature American Citizens, all the great work where they're making a difference to keep this country great. Joining us right now, the leader, one of the leaders of AMAC Action, the grassroots army of AMAC, our good friend and senior vice president of AMAC Action, Andy Mangione. Great to have you on, Andy. Hey, John, always a pleasure to be here. We love having you on, and we love being able to measure the success. I think a lot of times people see policy and politics and say, I can't make a difference, and AMAC day in and day out proves that wrong, that everyday Americans can jump into the frying pan and start to make a difference. And you, over the last several months, you guys have had really, I think, a record number of legislative wins, not only in Washington, but all around the country as well. Give us some examples of where everyday Americans got on the horn, got on the phone, got riding, got meeting members of Congress, members of legislatures, and got things done. Well, John, you know, we we try and we strive to give our members a voice in everything that we do at AMAC Action. And that's on the state level. It's on the federal level. It's on the local level. And we do that by grassroots efforts like our call to action campaigns, which we have documented significantly on your air, and I'm grateful to do that. We've had a lot of success in moving legislation regarding election integrity, parental rights in states throughout the country, and our members have been uh, participating in those call-to-action campaigns by, by the tens of thousands, and we're very, very grateful for that. Another way 
that we give voice to the membership and give them a platform is by supporting or opposing specific legislation at the federal level. And we do that by we poll our members a lot on on, on specific issues, uh, but we also write support letters and opposition letters that we send up to Capitol Hill to the these lawmakers that are the authors and the sponsors, the co-sponsors of specific legislation. And we keep an eye out on this legislation and we look at it through the lens of our membership. They're the ones that put issues in our portfolio. So if a bill coincides with that portfolio, that specific issue, that conservative value, that mission of AMAC, then we're happy to support it that that piece of legislation on behalf of our members. And uh, we've had about 50 bills uh, of which we sent uh, support letters, and resolutions are included in that in two. And so far during this 118th Congress, yeah, about 10 bills have been passed, in, either in the U.S. House or the Senate. And uh, one of which uh, is it, that caught our attention, this is fairly recent, was a bill that's called the RAINS Act. It's R-E-I-N-S, and it stands for Regulations from the Executive in Need of Scrutiny Act. And what this does, what this bill does, it gives Congress the opportunity to insert itself in the rulemaking process by the executive branch. So it's it gives congressional review of rules proposed by the executive branch. It reigns in the power of the executive branch. And it's it, it makes this kind of rulemaking transparent for both Congress and the American public. And, John, this is something that AMAC members have long been demanding. They wanted this type of transparency and accountability from the federal government for years. And we're happy to help this along. Yeah, and it's so important because as we've seen, the courts now routinely identify the Biden administration as having exceeded their authority, create, creating regulations for which they have no legal authority to do, basically legislating without Congress. The RAINS Act really would uh, create uh, the ability to monitor these regulatory actions in real time and not have to have potentially long-term court battles. Are you surprised at how much the courts have slapped down this president? I can't remember another president that had such a string of losses in the courts when it came to exerting regulatory authority. Nothing surprises me these days, John. And and at the risk of sounding cynical, I just get disappointed on (laughs) a a daily basis. What's really infuriating is it doesn't. I'm glad that we have that backstop. The courts are slapping down this president and these rules, but they ignore them. And they move on undaunted. They're, as you well know, are aided by a corrupt mainstream media that props this guy up, regardless of what happens in the courts. But no, it doesn't surprise me. This guy has been incompetent uh, throughout his whole career. So it doesn't surprise me that the people he surrounds himself are just as incompetent. And the work that they put out is being challenged in the courts. It is a remarkable time. Now, you have a lot more than just the RAINS Act, which, by the way, is such, going to be a transfer, more transformative piece of legislation if it gets through the Senate. The Border, Parental Rights, Born Alive, Survivors Protection Act. There are many other laws that you guys are having a profound effect on a daily basis. Well, one of the hot-button issues for our members, and we know this because I mentioned before we talked to them, has been the security of our border. And we are happy to support a bill called the Secure the Border Act. And it's got two specific goals that greatly concern AMAC members. And number one is securing the border. And number two is combating illegal immigration. And what the, the legislation does, it requires finishing the border wall. Now, there's a novel idea. They want to finish the wall. 
give them the money to finish the wall. It allocates better resources for the better for the border patrol and increases transparency of illegal crossings. And one thing that in, in a humanitarian aspect, it strengthens current laws to protect children because we all know the kind of abuse that's taking place down at the border with regard to children, human trafficking, uh, children are being used as as pawns to yeah. uh, Ill, for other people to illegally enter the country. So this bill would strengthen current laws to protect those children at the southern border. Yeah, what an important idea. And we, we saw from the hearings that occurred a few weeks ago that the U.S. government under Biden has lost track of 85,000 of those children that were brought into the country. And a lot of them were trafficked here, brought into the United States at the behest of cartels or with the assistance of cartels, which means those children are being trafficked for really nefarious reasons. It seems as though AMAC has done a really good job educating not just AMAC members, but the whole country about the perils that young children and uh, the illegal aliens are, are facing here. This is not a humanitarian way to come to the country. You guys have really highlighted that very strongly, haven't you? Absolutely. We have many platforms to do that. We've got digital platforms. We have daily updates to go out to our membership. We have a weekly update that goes out digitally to the entire membership. And it's all supported by our magazine called the AMAC magazine that goes out every other month. We have a stable of writers that we are just so proud of that really do a deep dive on these issues, including what's happening at the at the border. Yeah, that's a, it's, it's an invaluable resource. I check it all the time because as a journalist, I learn valuable things from what AMAC is highlighting on a daily basis. It's one of the must-go-to resources for journalists and everyday Americans that care about their country. And I want to talk a little bit about the Parental Bill of Rights. We saw in the aftermath of the 2020 election, the energy that was brought to local politics and now national politics from parents who saw what was going on during the pandemic with their children, didn't like what school boards were doing, didn't like the unsafe conditions that women in schools were facing with bathrooms, and they really stepped to the forefront. And now that has given rise to a national movement. The Parental Bill of Rights Act passed by the House, one of the big crowning achievements of that movement, isn't it? Absolutely. And we were happy to support that. We've done a lot of work regarding parental rights on the state level. It's nice to see activity at the federal level. And this bill, if I do say so for myself, it shines like a beacon of sanity in a sea of academic absurdity. And this was brought to light via the COVID-19 pandemic when parents got an eyeful and an earful of what their kids were being taught as everybody sat at home and uh, sat behind their computers and were attempted uh, to learn uh, via a remote. And uh, it was really an eye-opening experience for parents as well as AMAC members. And our members, they skew a little bit younger in age than AERP members. Uh, yes, they're grandparents and they've got grandchildren and, and these issues are very important to them. And this bill, this particular bill has five common sense principles and they're they're basic. You know, first of all, the parents have a right to know what their children are being taught. Yeah. They want to know what the curriculum is. and They have a right to be heard that parents have the right to see the school budget and spending. They want to see other tax dollars. And in, in some states, those property tax dollars are being spent. And parents have the right to protect their children's privacy, and they, have, and they have the right to keep their children safe. Now, John, I wanted to mention that AMAC members are rightly concerned about the erosion of parental rights, and they are becoming increasingly active in their support for the beliefs that are expressed in this bill. 
Yeah, such an important and popular idea, too. When you look at the polling, people really appreciate the fact that this issue is getting the attention and the legislative victories that it deserves. I think so many parents are worried that uh, there's a, a, a trend in government, that government thinks it's a co-parent now. And, of course, these laws reassert parental rights in a way that we haven't seen really in a long time. It's really probably been a decade or longer since we had a movement like this. It seems like it's really making a significant impact. Another place is fairness in women and girls sports, the protection of women and girls in sports act. Another big victory, making sure that biological women and girls compete against biological women and girls and biological boys don't intrude on that. Really a common sense issue of fairness, isn't it? Without a doubt. And not only fairness, but security and safety. All right. You're seeing a women injured, particularly, I believe a, a high school volleyball player That's right. uh, took us to the face from a quote unquote female, uh, you know, a female playing on the opposite team who's actually a biological male. I think there were some fractures involved there. So this is getting scary. This is scary stuff. Uh, we were happy to support the Protection of Women and Girls in Sports Act. And it's, it's, it's a simple bill that uh, makes sure that the playing field is leveled for girls by prohibiting the use of Title IX funds for women's sports that allow biological male athletes to compete against biological female athletes. This makes too much sense, and it goes a long way in protecting women who put in so much time to be uh, accomplished athletes in their chosen sport, and then to have that all blown up by uh, a guy who says, and uh, is actually a biological male and has all the advantages of testosterone and body mass, muscle mass, et cetera, et cetera, that levels that playing field. Yeah. It's so common sense, and yet it seems like so much of common sense has been tipped out of the public policy discussion until recently. That's why these laws that AMAC has put its muscle behind are really self-correcting problems in in Washington and across this country. It's, it's really impressive to see. We hear of these victories. We see them now, and we know they're real. The process that goes in, and this is something that I've always marveled at, Andy, that you do and AMAC Action does. How Can you describe for our listeners how you harness the grassroots in ways that make a difference? I mean, what sort of contacts, what sort of uh, tactics really get legislators' attention and result in these victories that you've just enumerated? Well, you know, first of all, we, we tap into the engagement of our members. We spend a lot of time contacting them, a lot, and we hear them. There are, you know, these are conservative Americans, and they're not shy about sharing their opinions. They're not shy about sharing their concerns, as well as their love of, of the country. I mean, these are patriots. A lot of them are veterans. A lot of them have served, or uh, nobody, or, or no people that have served or are currently serving, like family members. So we talk to them, we poll them, we speak with them. We, uh, we have heard from lawmakers that a simple email, a phone call, a simple contact like that will get their attention. And if you multiply that by many thousands, depending on the campaign and depending on where the campaign is centered, if it's a state campaign, and we have a lot of AMAC members there, and as you know, John, our membership will follow a, a state's population. So we have more members in Texas than we do in Rhode Island, although we did run a small campaign in Rhode Island about an election integrity issue yeah. that based on the number of AMAC members there did very well. So our members are engaged from coast to coast. And we do spend a lot of time educating them using the platforms that I discussed. When we, when we send out a campaign, we take great pains to be very descriptive in the campaign description, to let them know exactly what the issue is about. In some cases, we provide links 
to uh, legislation or links to other materials that will help them grasp what's going on here and how serious it is. And we make it as easy for them to either click a button, you know, click a link that sends an automatic email with a message to their uh, state rep, to their member of Congress as a constituent. And we also exploit that power of a constituency. It is extremely powerful. When you reach out as a constituent to whoever represents you on the federal, state, or local level, it gets their attention because they realize that if one or two or 10 or 20 or more people are making that contact, there are dozens and dozens who feel the same way that haven't taken the time to do that. That's all in the mix there. And our members do all the heavy lifting here, John. They are the ones that uh, we attribute the success of AMAC action, the success of these call-to-action campaigns, these support letters uh, that, that go out. It's our members that are carrying the day for us because without their guidance, uh, we would not be able to accomplish what we have accomplished thus far this year. Yeah, it's amazing how quickly politicians and policymakers react when their constituents get engaged. And I, I think that that's one of the great myths of the last uh, two decades. Like a lot of people for a while said, I, I can't make a difference. And the answer is you can make a difference. Political leaders are still completely hypersensitive to the contacts that their constituents give. And, and the size of a reaction that AMAC can create is so different from many other groups. I mean, when you guys get involved, it ain't just a few hundred people making contacts. It, it soars into the thousands. And that has such critical mass. It moves such big issues. It's, it's really, as a reporter, fascinating to watch how that plays out. One of the great things I see on AMAC every day are really important thought leadership pieces. And there was one on the site today that really caught my attention. And, and I want to point it out because we, we're lucky to have so many of your AMAC e experts on our show. Bobby Charles, truly one of the great thinkers in foreign policy and congressional oversight. And we, every time he comes on, we learn 10 things we didn't know. But there's this great piece that took a look at some recent data from polling in Europe and basically comes to a very important point. Europe is very quickly turning to China, not because they like China or China's communism, but be, uh, not because they hate the United States, but because they are so insecure in the policy decisions that Joe Biden has made that China suddenly feels like a safer bet than America. It's not a rejection of America. It's a rejection of Biden's foreign policy. This is really something, I mean, first AMAC members get this incredible content every day. So they're way ahead of the thought leadership process. But this move that China has been able to make such gains in a short period of time because of Joe Biden, it's a very real thing, isn't it? It's a very real, it's a very real thing, uh, John, and it is uh, scary. What this does is highlight the weakness of this president. He hasn't been president that long. And what he's done and, and the, the lack of strength, the lack of conviction with regard to American interests is glaring. And now it's manifesting itself in the point where we're seeing our European friends feel they can no longer uh, rely on American strength or trust American leadership. Yeah. And this is a very real thing that's happening. And uh, it, it is this, this current piece that you're talking about is on our website right now. Uh, with, with facts and figures, and it's, it's, I'm grateful for the accuracy in reporting, but the content and the, and the storyline here is very scary. Yeah. And it is something to consider as we 
Yeah. We're living in consequential times. What AMAC is doing on a daily basis now to highlight the consequences and not only highlight the consequences and the problems, but I, what, what's so refreshing. And I, I hear this from so many people now that have joined AMAC and have learned about AMAC from us. AMAC doesn't just highlight a problem. It's always in the a, a business of creating solutions to that problem. And I think that's one of the exciting things. Folks, if this inspires you, if what Andy does every day and Bobby and Rebecca and all the great people at AMAC that we are honored to have on the show, you can get involved like I did with AMAC. It's a very simple thing to do. You go to amac.us, amac.us slash just news, and you're going to get a special discount on a membership. I'm going to encourage you, don't take the one or three year, go all in, go five years like I did. Get a five-year membership and become involved in what I think is one of the most dynamic groups in all of America now, whether it's at the state level with legislatures, Congress at the federal level, election integrity in every community in America. AMAC is really the mover and shaker and you get such incredible benefits. Here's one of the dirty little secrets about an AMAC membership. It pays for itself in just a few months. I was looking for some car insurance recently, got this incredible deal from the AMAC site. It saved me like about 30% off of what I've been, what my wife and I had been paying the last couple of years. There is extraordinary opportunities to learn about Medicare gap insurance, to learn about important savings on trips, on travel, on the basics of everyday life. The discounts alone pay for itself. And then all the intellectual leadership and the opportunity to become engaged civically to make your country better. And that's just the cherry on top of the dessert. So if you get a chance, folks, go today to amac.us slash just news, sign up, match me on my five-year membership, join one of the most consequential and uh, meaningful groups in all of this great country. AMAC is really the folks. Andy, some parting thoughts. The next few months are going to be historic on the world stage on the congressional stage at the state legislature and, of course, in the courts, Supreme Court about to make some very historic rulings in the next few days. Big things that AMAC will be watching over the next few weeks that we all should be watching for the good of our country. I think, yeah, great, John. I think what's going to be very interesting is watching the hearings that are going to be taking place, starting with Durham's uh, testimony before Congress. I think the investigations into this president, and they're not done with Hunter Biden, regardless of whatever deal he cut. I think these are going to, I think you're going to see Congress, Jim Jordan, undauntedly move forward with these investigations of any deal that struck between the Department of Justice and, and Joe Biden or Joe Biden's kid. I think they're going to do a deep dive here, and I think we're going to see a lot of the corruption that's been taught throughout this president's administration throughout his presidency, that will that will be unrelenting. And that's going to be very interesting to watch and see what the result of that. Yeah. And for a reminder for everyone, in 2020, we were told that these were all conspiracy theories, that Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, the laptop, none of it was true. And it turns out all of it was true. In fact, the last statement that Joe Biden made just two weeks ago about the whole family business, my son never did anything wrong. Well, Hunter Biden stepped on that yesterday by acknowledging he did engage in tax evasion, going to plead guilty and take account for tax evasion uh, on on uh, money he made uh, in, under the family name. So a reminder that the conspiracy theories of the past have all turned out to be true and are now getting to a level of accountability that I think is so important. Andy, we love everything that AMAC stands for. We love this partnership. We love the benefits we get as members of AMAC. And I can't thank you enough for joining us today. 
Thank you very much, Sean. Yeah, we have a lot of fun in this conversation for sure. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. All right, folks, a big thank you to Congressman Eli Crane. A big thank you to Andy Mangione. Two great interviews. A lot of information for you to use and make up your mind about. I also want to remind people tomorrow, 8 a.m., House Ways and Means is going to have that historic vote. The evidence is going to come out. We need to be plugged into that. Meanwhile, I want to just remind you, a lot of people keep asking me, John, I heard about this effort by the U.S. Oil and Gas Association, Tim Stewart, my good friend, to help fight the effort to combat the effort to get rid of gas stoves, to make them obsolete, to regulate them out of existence. It's happening from Berkeley to New York. Many states are considering it. Many local cities, the courts are involved. But the U.S. Oil and Gas Association has created a organization called Hands Off My Stove. Hands Off My Stove. And if you want to join that, you can go to handsoffmystove.com. That's pretty easy to remember. A buck a month, you get to join a grassroots army that's going to go out and fight back and say, you know what? Government, get out of my kitchen. I'll decide what appliances and how I cook in my kitchen. I'll decide what type of grill I have in my back deck and what type of furnace I'll put in my basement, what type of water heater I'll have. Your war on my choices, my freedom of choice for my home is unacceptable. That is what Hands Off My Stove is trying to send to regulators from cities to states to the United States government where 
the Biden administration has been trying to impose regulations that would outlaw stoves. Obviously, Congress, congressional Republicans are doing something. But if you go to handsoffmystove.com, you can be part of the army pushing Congress, state legislatures, city councils, mayors, the courts to do uh, something that will keep gas stoves available to future generations of Americans. It's a great way to cook. I cook on gas, both on my grill and on my stove. I love it. I can't imagine a future without being able to do that. If you talk to any five-star chef, they're going to tell you there's only one thing to cook on gas now. Obviously, you could cook on electric, but gas is the preferred method of great chefs as well. Send that message to Washington, to state houses, to city halls all around this country. Handsoffmystove.com is the place to go. You put a buck a month into the effort and you help create one of the largest grassroots armies ever to fight the regulatory effort to get rid of gas stoves in America. All right, folks, that wraps up our show today. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, you've been listening to John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free and it's easy to get started. And it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash just news. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 98 98 right now.